0: Luke chapter 4, uh-huh. amen. Luke chapter 4, we're going back to Jesus. Luke chapter 4 verse, and I'm going to deal with one verse today, verse 3. we talked about that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. He was tempted for 40 days. And then we're going to deal with verse 3 and verse 4 today. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. I want to talk about this morning, life changes choices. We're in this series on temptation. I want to talk about recognizing temptation, recognizing temptation temptation. We've been in this series entitled Life-Changing Choices. I started off this series talking about, last week, week before that, I talked about how to overcome temptation. In life, as long as you're going to live in this life, you and I will deal with temptation. I told you that the temptation to be lazy, the temptation to give up, the temptation to give in, temptation comes in many different forms. When was the last time you had to make a choice that would have an adverse effect on everything in your life? Amen. It would actually change the direction the course, the plan, or even alter your way of life. You know, to be honest, every day, you and I are faced with choices. Every day, you are faced with the choice, but every day, you're faced with temptation. Temptation is part of our everyday life. For instance, you have a choice to get up and pray in the morning. You have a choice not to pray. You have a choice to read your Bible. You have a choice to come to church. You have a choice to go to work. You have a choice to go to school. What will you wear today? It's a choice. Everything is about choice, and that's how God made us. God made us so that we would have free will. I don't know if you've ever thought about choices, but some people, amen, yesterday I was talking to a guy with a master's degree and a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and he was strung out on crack cocaine, and this is what he said to me. He says, I'm cleaning myself up for the 15th time, but I still made bad choices with my life. You see, you can have it all. You can have the the best things in life, but still yet mess it up because of a choice. Because possibly you've given in to what I call the external pressures of life. Amen. The devil, the world, and the flesh all play a part in our temptation But you and I still have a choice whether to give in to those temptations. But today I want to talk about recognizing. There, There is something about recognizing. I mean, seeing it so plainly that you recognize it and then you use your spiritual way out to defeat the temptation. Do I have anybody? I told you in chapter 3, John the Baptist had just baptized Jesus. Can I help you with something? The moment that you make a spiritual uh, stand, the moment you take a spiritual stand, the moment you stand up for what's right, for God, for, for taking a change in your life and really getting serious about serving God and living for Jesus... The enemy will come, but what I found out about God and this Christian life is that we will go through a series of tests. The beautiful thing about the believer is the believer is not alone. Jesus in chapter three, he's beginning his ministry. He was fresh out of going public with his ministry. He hadn't yet recruited any disciples yet, and he's getting ready to start his ministry. And the Bible says that the spirit of God, now the spirit of God, amen, he had got the confirmation, he had got the inauguration, and he had gotten the baptism in chapter three. And now we find that the same spirit, you know, sometimes we say, why God? You got to remember something as a believer that Whatever you go through is a test. I'm going to say it one more time. And it is a test to grow you, not to destroy you. It is, it is much like what will happen one day when Jesus comes back and we stand before him for our final exam. I wish I had somebody. Here's what I found out about the believer. God has positioned us with everything that we need. To win the battle. Are you with me? We have the tools. We have what we need. But there are times the very tools that God has given us is the very thing that's leading us into temptation. Are you with me? The Bible says that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And then he was led by the Spirit. He was filled with the spirit. And, and for 40 days, he's out here in this wilderness being tempted by Satan. The Bible says, and, 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 and at the end of that 40 days, verse 2, it says when it had ended, he became hungry. Now, let me say this. The one thing you got to know about Jesus, he was God. And he was man. And he could have done whatever he wanted to do. But the beautiful thing about him being God and can do whatever he can do but did not do it proves how powerful he is. How obedient he is. Imagine having the power to do something But you restrain yourself because you're thinking of the bigger picture, not about the small picture or the right now. Here's what I'm trying to say. Oftentimes, we think about the now. We don't think about the big picture. Right? What we think about is if I do this thing now, if I give in to this situation now, it's going to save me now. But not knowing it's going to affect your whole life. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. You thought that brother was clean. But now you got to live with whatever you got to live with for the rest of your life. Because of the choice you made. Well, I wish I had somebody. Y'all ain't trying. Y'all ain't saying amen. Amen. You were in such a rush. You couldn't wait. Come on, somebody. And now you have to live with the consequences. Come on. And then you go back and do it again. Gratifying the flesh. Y'all reading between the lines? Amen. Jesus now has come off of that spiritual high. You see, 40 days of fasting, boy, will strengthen you. But you know what I found out? When it says that he became hungry, it shows how human he was. That Jesus felt what we feel. That he went through everything. He knows what it is to be tired. He knows what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be sleepy, right? He knows what it means to be rejected. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Amen. The text says in verse 3 And the devil said to him. And so I want to talk about recognizing. Temptation. So the first thing you have to recognize is this. The temptation to indulge or invite Satan in. The temptation to indulge or invite Satan in. Here's the thing. Satan is always going to look for an opportunity. And the temptation will be for him to come and speak to you. you. Know the last time Satan spoke? You know, you want to know the last time Satan spoke in the whole Bible? In the first book. <laughs> when he spoke to who? Eve was what? She invited Eve. The conversation, now even though Jesus did not invite the situation, I'm trying to tell you what to do in this time to to go around and do the opposite. You understand what I'm saying? Don't repeat what Eve did, but definitely follow Jesus' example. Oftentimes, the temptation sometimes to indulge, let me, let, me, let me show you what I mean. You know that the devil can't speak, but you, but we know that he can speak through people. So we're indulged, and we invite the conversation through different talk and different this and different that. And have you have you ever tried? Have you hey y'all want to go look at a Ouija board or something? Y'all want to? Oh yeah, y'all want to get into the into the into into this dark stuff, y'all? Yeah. It's indulging and listening to the voice. The temptation to hear what he's saying, and then invite him in, because here's what I want to say to you. Satan can't do anything to you as a believer. He can only do what you allow him to do. And sometimes you know it's the voice of the devil. Come on, somebody, and say amen. Come on, somebody. Listen, what may intrigue you may be the enemy's appeal to your flesh. But here's the thing. Satan knows when you're hungry. He knows when you're lonely. He knows when you're tired. He knows your appetite. He knows everything about you. Watch this. For 40 days, he was tempted. But now at the end of the 40 days, he's speaking. All this time, Satan wasn't speaking to Jesus. But right here at the end, he knew that Jesus was in a vulnerable state. But he could only come in if you in what? If you invite him in. You see, we get a glimpse of how, how at how Satan speaks while tempting. You see, we got a glimpse of of, of seeing what. Jesus went through so that we can get through. Now look what he says. He says. He says. He says. Uh, the devil said to him, "If you are the Son of God, now I, I struggled with this point very in several ways because 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 there's something here in the text. I used to look at this like." a different kind of way until I really started digging this this week and I started saying, wow, that makes sense. Here's the next temptation. You ready? The temptation to indulge or invite Satan in, but the temptation that appeals to our pride. All of us in this room have pride. You say, I ain't got no pride. I'm not prideful. Yes, you are. You have a pride because watch this. The, the idea of the if is not, listen, he knew that Jesus was God. But what, what, what the idea of this if is, it expresses a condition which is merely hypothetical. So, so what Satan was doing, he was, he was not saying, well, if like that. He was hypothetically, hypothetically now. Hypothetically, now, and what a hypothetically does? It invites you to think about possibilities. All right, all right, amen. Well, if I wait a minute, hold on, man. Wait a minute. I mean, hypothetically, you, you know, God didn't say touch. God didn't. God didn't say you would die. No, no no, Eve said no, he said if I touch it God didn't say that, hypothetically see, here's the, thing. here's the thing since you are, this is what he's saying since you're God's beloved son why doesn't your father feed you this is what he's saying why does he put you in this terrible wilderness why does he allow you to go through all of this hypothetically now if you're God why would he treat you like that this is the implication if it's almost like a challenge But what it's appealing to is your pride, your your pride to say, hold on a minute, Uh I am God, huh? Wait a minute, I'm a Christian, I'm more than a cop, hold on a minute, I can ask for forgiveness. Do you not know that every time you mess up and you say, oh, God's going to forgive me, it pulls you further and further away from him and you become more immune to your flesh rather than God? See, there are three types of ifs, right? If and if it is, if it is true, if it is not true, if and it maybe it's true. Watch this, and, and and you watch this. You won't find out until you make the choice. All right, amen. Come on. Here. <laughs> so it is the temptation yes, to appeal to our pride. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But remember, always remember who's trying to get you to prove something. Yes, sir. Come on. Let me prove this. I'm gonna prove this to them. Now, hypothetically now, are you God? But wait a minute, wait a minute. If, if it's the devil, it will always be to grab, whenever you're being tested, remember, it will always be to compromise your flesh. To compromise your purity, to compromise your values, to compromise your Christian virtues. Come on. It is to compromise your relationship with God. Watch this. God already says what you are in him, you're a new creature. Yes. Amen. The choice is still yours, though. See, the beautiful thing about this is that God says you still have a choice. God doesn't force people to come to church. He he doesn't force his relationship. I have not seen God force his relationship on anybody. This is why faith by works is a terrible doctrine. It is. It is a terrible doctrine because if I got to work to keep the relationship, then he don't need to be God. Think about that. See, because he's God, then he says, well, you still have a choice. So hypothetically now, if you are the son of God, why is your daddy treating you like that? If you're the son of God, as a Christian, why your car always broke? If you are the son of God, if you're a child of God, why are you always broke? You know what I mean? And it gets you to thinking like, yeah, well, you're right. Wait a minute. Hold on now. Because remember, I was fasting and praying before, and I was hoping and fasting and praying. And maybe, that's why I say the, the temptation to indulge or invite him in to start listening to those voices of compromise in your mind, saying, Well, I believe this is God speaking to me. But if it's God speaking to you and it's appealing to your flesh and it's not about self-denial, it's not about giving in, it's not about sacrifice. It's th- if it's not about worship, if it's not about what you were called to do, then you got to get a clue that is something else that's enticing you to do something else. Watch this. Choices. Life changes choices. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, then tell this stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I got, I got to stay here for a minute, for a few minutes. Hold on. Hold on tell the stone. Tell the stone. I ain't moved there yet to become bread yet. I'm just right there. Tell the stone. Speak to the stone, right? Satan says, tell the stone. You see, is that the best that Satan could come up with? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. He parted the Red Sea. He fed his people for 40 years in a wilderness with manna. Their clothes didn't wear out. He hardened Pharaoh's hearts. Come on and help me somebody. Are y'all, y'all walking with me here yet? The walls of Jericho fell down. I wish I had somebody. Do I have anybody? Amen. He conquered kingdoms. But yet, he says, Satan comes and tells you some crazy stuff. Turn this stone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that the best you can come up with? Seems like impossible. But the thing that satan was doing he was playing with Jesus' emotional spiritual and physical desires here's the thing what would you do if you knew you could turn a stone into bread would you do it what's the deal with this here's the next temptation you ready the temptation to gratify the flesh Turn this stone. If I had some... (laughs) Maybe I'm watching too much Netflix. (laughs) Take this brick and turn it into $60,000. Y'all ain't trying to hit me. You know, just... Take take this lottery. Play this lottery. Hold on a minute. Is that the same coat? We got the same coat on. Turn this. Turn this. Play this scratch off. You know what I'm saying? Take this stone. Because you're blessed. You see what I'm saying? You have this anointing on you. You know what I mean? You know. So take this and go turn it into something to get something. Because guess what? Because of who you are. Because of who you are. Turn this stone to gratify what? The flesh. You know what Satan wanted? He wanted glory. If Jesus did it, he would have obeyed him indirectly. Hypothetically now. Hypothetically, if you're God now, you could do this now. Come on, man. Come on, man. Pride, right? Come on, you could do this. Turn this stone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't he turn water into wine? Yeah. And that was that wasn't that wasn't hypothetically. That was for real. He he turned and look and good wine at that. Top shelf stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stuff that had been aging for a long time. It seems like an impossible thing, but what would you do? Not like it was hard for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal? He was tempting him. Watch this. To give in was to disobey God. God. What do you think kept Moses out of Canaan? Uh He said, speak to the rock. Seems like these rock keeps coming up in the scripture. Speak to the rock. He, he, He got angry and he... Satan tempted him through the hardness of the hearts of the people, stubborn members, (laughs) frustrated the pastor, and now the pastor loses in the end. Oh, no, I ain't doing that. The temptation to gratify the flesh will always be there. Your flesh wants first place. That's why there's a war going on inside of you every day. Watch what he says. He says, if you are tell this stone to what? To become bread. Uh Now listen to me. I'm going to give you this point and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to sit down somewhere. (laughs) You got to write this point down because this point is going to bless you. And you'll always remember this for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. If you don't remember any point I've ever told you, remember this one. You ready? He says, to become Bread the temptation to act independently of god jesus could have turned the stones into bread but he would have been exercising his powers independently of the father watchers and came and watchers and he came to obey the father the father did not send him to do craziness when we The temptation to act. Listen, when we put our physical needs ahead of our spiritual needs, we sin. When we allow our circumstance to dictate our actions and instead of following God's will, we sin. You shouldn't have to suffer because of who you are. Use your divine gifts. Watch this. To glorify God. See, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The temptation to act independently, if Jesus would have turned this stone into bread, he would have been acting on his own. You know what his daddy would say? I, I, I ain't authorized that. You're on your own with that. Let me help you with something. You're in that wilderness right now. And you feel all alone. And you feel like your prayers are not being answered. And you feel like everything is falling apart. You know what you did? (laughs) You're acting independently of your father. So all you got to do is exercise 1 John 1 and 9 and confess and ask him for forgiveness and come back into the winner's circle so that you can start winning again. You know what it's like to act on your own? Oh, man, listen, when you've been walking with God for a long time, listen, it's rough when you're walking by yourself. When you act independently of yourself, it is always to gratify the flesh. It is always to give glory to self and not glory to God. But I stopped by to tell you today that all you got to do is come back to your father. Oh, man, it's lonely. You think the wilderness was lonely but well, let me give you the antidote. You ready for the antidote? Here's the antidote. Verse 4. Jesus answered. <laughs> Jesus answered in the context of Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, where, where, where Moses was telling him, listen, y'all. God tested y'all in the wilderness. God fed y'all, God led y'all, but yet y'all still disobeyed him. But in the context of Deuteronomy 8, here's your antidote, the word of God. Always respond to temptation with the word of God. Stop telling Satan, I rebuke you, I stomp you under my feet, Lonzo. You can't put Satan nowhere under your feet. Your feet ain't big enough. You can't tell Satan to get behind you because guess you don't have the power to tell. But if you put that word on him, the Bible says we, when we hear the word, we're persecuted because of it. All right, when we hear the word, guess what? Satan comes and snatches it from us. But the Bible says that if we stand on the word, and if we say Satan, it is written. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, you ain't got to say his name. Oh, yeah. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. You trying to get the papadoes. And just oxtails around the corner. And he says, guess what? That ain't your problem. But if you start feeding your spirit the word of God and speaking that word back to Satan, he will leave you. He can't stand the word. You know why? You know why so many people have a hard time staying in a church that preaches the word? They can't stand it. The word offends, it, it it convicts, but it encourages, it builds up. Come on, somebody. It gives you joy. It fills your soul. Makes you happy. See? A man was on a diet and he was struggling. He had to go downtown and he started out and remembered that his route would take him by the donut shop. As he got closer, he started to rationalize. You know, those of you who've had temptations and addictions. And he started to rationalize and say, well, I need a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee would hit the spot. Then all of a sudden, he he remembered about his diet. Then he started to pray. He says, Lord, if you want me to stop for a donut and a coffee, let there be a parking spot right in front of the shop. He says, sure enough, I found a parking spot right in front on his seventh time around the block. I'm going to say it one more time. On his seventh time around the block. You see, what we do with temptation, we make accommodation. And we make excuses. And then we say, oh, God, answer that prayer. Is that close? And I'm done. I want to help somebody. Stop driving around the donut shop. Remember this. Temptation is real. We're going to look at Jesus. See, let, let me say this. Just because you passed this test doesn't mean he can come back. So next week, I'm going to show you how he came back. Listen, for every Mm -hmm. attack you have, Satan has another one. He does. Mm -hmm. And what he's going to keep trying to do, he's going to keep trying until Mm -hmm. he realizes, man, Mm -hmm. his foot is grounded. Mm -hmm. His feet is sunk in. He has put on the full armor of God. Come on, somebody. He ain't trying to rebuke me no more. He ain't trying to put me under my feet, under my under his feet no more. But listen, because he understands something. That the word works. Man, listen, that's the antidote to Satan. That's the vaccine for Satan. The word. You say Satan? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I am a new creature in Christ. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Hey! And when you start quoting that word from your heart, to him he pauses because he's like come on man you really believe that yep I do because when I say get behind me that's my words but when I say Satan God told me to resist you firm in my faith and you shall flee so I'm expecting you to flee right about now clear my space right now and don't be calling your spouse the devil, okay? You the devil. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't be doing that. That, that don't work. work. You the devil. No, that don't work. That ain't word. Because if they were the devil, then shoot, you got problems. The devil be up in this house. No, you be up in the house. Come on and give God a hand clap and pray.